Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good afternoon, this is Theo Henderson from Weedian House. Today is a momentous event. I've been speaking about it a little bit, uh, as well as giving you a sneak peek of what Weedian House is all about. We the Unhoused is about agency and empowering the unhoused community to make people realize that we have a voice. Today that voice is gonna be much louder due to this tumultuous election cycle that we have. And today at an Echo Park from 12 to three, we have a mock ballot and we have unhoused speakers talking their experiences about houselessness and the necessity for us to speak up and to create a voting block in order for our voices to be heard. Too often, we're ignored, we're dismissed, we're told we're not citizens, we're told we don't have a voice because we don't have a house, and we're told that we should just shut up because we don't have a job. Well, today is the day where we come to tell you that that is not so. We have the right to vote, we have the right to create propositions, and we have the right to move and up in some of the harmful legislation that has been enacted against poor people, housed, unhoused, housing insecure, job insecure, all around. So stay tuned. This is a very exciting event. I'm excited and I welcome you to get a peek, a glimpse into our world and how we're gonna start this from this place and around the country as well as the city. Now here's the thing, 
I'm going to introduce one of a fiery speaker, and I want you guys to get pumped and excited to be here. And I want you to give him and show him the proper love we do in LA. This is a person that has been a long soldier, that has been in the fight for equality and, and civil rights and, and unhoused rights way before, maybe before I was born, but let's, we won't talk my story. But the issue is, I would love to tell you this guy has a testimony and a story in itself. But what he is constantly doing, even on a busy time, he is gracious enough to stop by and to introduce and to get you guys amped up for what's to come. Without further ado, General Dogon, please. Is, uh, is, is Measure J, 
Measure J is a good example of that. Right? Bail reform. I mean, excuse me, bail. Uh, 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 Prop 25. Prop 25. Right? Uh, bail reform. It's a, good, it's a good example of that. Because they know damn well we need bail reform and we need to bail our community, right? But they want to they get it right now to where they put it in the hands of the judges and the judge do a risk assessment, assessment to determine if you get out. Ain't that the same shit that it was already was? That's the same thing. Only thing they doing is just gift wrapping it up and, and serving it to us a different way. Right, thinking when you getting something, you ain't end up getting nothing. Because when you unwrap the package, you got some big ass criminalization coming at your ass. They gonna put them handcuffs right back on you. Tell how you thought you going home, huh? Get your black ass back in that cell. Right? And so, anytime we in our community, you know what I'm saying, black and brown folks, is dependent on the judge to get out, we screw. I'm gonna let you know that right now, you You know what I mean? Don't put too much uh, uh, faith in getting out, you know, because it ain't gonna happen, right? And so, uh, um, Prop 25 is one of those propositions that mislead us, because it makes you think that they gonna reform the bail system, but actually, all they doing is making it worse for you to get out, right? By doing this risk assessment and all that stuff, right? Because I know damn well with my record, <laughs> and I'm done deal, done dollar, buddy. You might as well go sit down. Right, it'd be just like this. they say letting Al Capone somebody out. And so, and so that's the reason why I come in. That's the reason why I come It's important to be out here and let's talk about what's going on in the valley, what's going on on the other side, and let's be down about what's going on. Especially when we're talking about homeless people, right? And it's important for us to know what's on the ballot, right? And how we're going to do it. And so, uh, you know, just like I said, I want to invite my comrades up. My comrades want to come. No, I got one. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. Okay. So, my comrades want to come up and want to say a couple of words. Theo. But I just want to hear folks and let folks know that doing this election right here is very important for us to get out, you know, stay me and go and vote. You know, especially with this crazy ass Donald Trump. You know, I see there, you gotta go. Everybody say Trump. So, um, we gotta get his ass out, you know, we gotta vote the right way. Prop 21, we need that damn, uh, we need to keep people housed, right? Uh, we need to, we need to reform the bail system, but this, this ain't the valley that's gonna do it. Right. We gotta make another way to do it. And it's important for us to stay in the street too while I'm out here. I'm gonna say that too. You know, especially with the Black Lives Matter movement, you know, us getting justice and getting what we doing we supposed to be doing. That only gonna come as a result of us staying in the street. Right? And when we get out the streets, that's when everything gonna go. In election time, these politicians gonna come, that's that's the only time they wanna come in our community. They wanna talk to you, they don't work for us. You know. Uh, and so we gonna have to create our own. Stay in the street. Take all power to the Thank you. Can everybody hear me? As I said before, Trudeau Dogan is always a dynamic speaker. We have a sprinkling of many of the majority of our speakers are unhoused, and I've invited unhoused here from all stretches because houselessness doesn't just begin and end in one area. We all have the same experiences of police harassment. We all have the same experiences of criminalization because the ordinance that goes on here, it can go on down in Chinatown. It, it can go on down in the valley. 
And I want us, us as an unhoused community to understand that we are each other's brothers and sisters and we should be speaking about injustices anyway. Dr. King says an injustice one place or is an injustice everywhere. So it's not a territorial kind of situation that I want to understand. The second thing is I want to address is and among some of the housed and unhoused community is the fact that they say your vote don't matter. Your voice don't matter. And my response has always has been, you may think that, but let me tell you what those ones that call the police are. They know their vote matters because they vote to get those things uh, attacked. So if they can get propositions and all kind of ordinances and things passed, so can we. We are American citizens, we're constituents, and we have a voice, and we are going to start from this point forward to start to make sure that that happens. There's a next speaker here that has an excellent story. He was a Yale graduate. Uh, he has uh, currently, right now, is housed, but he has a lived experience of what houselessness is like. And I would like him to tell his story better than I could. Without further ado, Mr. Sean Clinton. First of all, I'd like to say thank you for everyone for showing up and giving me this opportunity to speak. Um, I have a message of gratitude, a message of hope. Um, over a year ago, at this time, I was living in a tarp, not a tent, just a tarp, on the street. I had been there for about a uh, little more than 10 years. And I learned one thing in that time, which is that you can't do it yourself. You have to have people to help you. And for me, uh, all the services that were provided by different organizations, by different people, were there because somebody voted. Somebody voted for these different services to be empowered. And that's what helped me get, get my life back together. And now I've been housed for, uh, since July 1st. And let me tell you, it was, a, it was a long, rough journey. And uh, I'd like to say a couple of thank yous to people from uh, Koreatown for All, uh, the folks over at uh, the Coalition, Paulette Benz, um, the people over at uh, Homeless Healthcare, and some personal friends uh, uh, Kim Hirschman and Brian Williams from the Urban League. Um, it takes a village. It really does. And this is why I'm going to make sure I vote for certain. Because I vote so that, you may, so that you may hear my voice. I vote to end injustice. I vote to be represented. I vote for what I need. I vote to honor those who died so that I could vote. I vote to change my world for the better. And I vote because there's an economic recession, racial oppression, voter suppression, and presidential election. Please vote. Thank you. I have to say that's very true. One thing we all have in common, whether we're housed or unhoused, is that ballot. The second thing that we have that we I like to tie into it is people that have mom and pop stores, like in Chinatown where I stayed in the park. These people have the same struggles in some different respects, but they have one thing that they also have looming on their, in their horizon, that they may be evicted. And when the eviction comes, there's houselessness. And there is no stimulus except one out of this whole year of a $1,200. Do you think $1,200 is going to be able to cover the living expenses for 12 months out of the year? It's ridiculous. So this, this fight is everybody's fight, from housing secure, from the mom and pop businesses, from the unhoused community, and we all must do something about it. There is a, uh, a gentleman that I interviewed, and he, 
he has always had some insightful information and ideas, and I would like to introduce him. I met him out in the Hollywood area and interviewed him um, a few times. Without further ado, Mr. Howe. Uh, hello, everybody. My name's Hal. Uh, I have been unhoused in LA County for two plus years. I recently uh, was accepted into Project Room Key as a result of direct action taken by uh, Ground Game LA, K Town for All, DSA LA, Street Watch LA. Um, and as a result of that action, I was uh, put in front of the right cameras and microphones to get LAists' attention. LA has to put out a very informative article uh, about my story and um, within 24 hours I had an exception to uh, Project Room Key. That's supposed to be a direct avenue for uh, permanent sustainable housing. Uh, and again, these things are, are all a result of uh, direct actions and votings by citizens and constituents. Uh, your unhoused neighbors are just that, neighbors. We are parts of your community. Very few of us intend harm in any way. And when harm happens, it's usually instigated by someone else. If, if we stop voting, that's not going to mean anybody else stops voting. Our, our entire election system and voting system may be a sham, but if we exercise it, at least the data exists that there was opposition. Please vote. Just because you don't have an address doesn't mean your constitutional rights evaporate. It, this document written by slave owners 300 years ago may not be the best way to run things, but it's what we've got to work with and on right now. And if you don't exercise it, it's going to continue to be trampled on and nothing is ever going to change. It may, it may not even change with voting and there may actually need to be a revolution. But before that happens, if the data exists, then there's reason for the revolution to happen. And the data exists to prove it. Please exercise your civic duty. Without it, we're all doomed. What they do to the least of us, they will do to all of us. Thank you, Hal. And like I say, Hal has a story. If you want to find out more about him, he has an article in LA is the We and Hal's podcast, which is on Pandora's and SoundCloud. Patreon, uh, like I said, I have to do my little plug in. The next person I wanted to get is uh, Mr. Michael, actually, I, I thought I didn't see her, LaDonna. LaDonna, there she is. She's, she, so eagerly she was trying to run, run away, but I have to bring her up. <laughs> so LaDonna has a story and I would love to have her tell her story. Please. Hello. First of all, give it up for the Jews. Sequence. The pride. This quality love. Oh no, so there's no pride this year, so I didn't get to shine that. Um, first of all, I'm homeless on Edna. That's in the valley, San Fernando Valley, right off the 
Um, like I was saying, um, like I have to deal with the, I have to deal with the sweeps. Um, and they can't even get you the radius that they're trying to cover. So it's like every week you don't know if it's gonna be your street when they say that they're coming every week. So like it's like a mind trick. So like last week everybody moved their stuff because we just knew we were gonna get hit, and we did. And then this week we got hit. But like as a direct like result of that. That just leaves us so vulnerable, like, out in the public. It does. It does. Because, like, some of the other homeless people, they're unsavory characters. So now they see everything you got. Because you have to take it out of your tent and everything. They see everything you got. Other people see everything you got. You got to leave it all out there. You either stay out there in the hot sun or, or you know... You go to the store to go get something, come back, shit's gone. You know what I mean? Every week they're trying to do that to us. Yes, we vote, but I mean, there has to be something else. Like, there has to be something else, like, before that, that we need to get to. Because it's like, I live literally, like, two steps away from the Salvation Army shelter. Not once has a staff member came out. Would you like some water? No, uh-uh. Here's a plate, some extra plate of food. No, uh-uh. Never once. Not a high, not a nothing. I don't even know who the fucking staff is there. And if you look at it, it's it's a prison. It's a cubicle. Sale. Like, that's not, that's not lucrative to me. Like, I don't, like, my, I make my tip bigger than the cubicle that they're trying to give me. I got an 85 pound, Hit bull. The f are we gonna do in there? You know what I mean? And then they can't have it at full capacity because of the fibers. So these things are ending and all this other stuff. And but the but the virus quarantine is still in effect. Where are all these people going? They're coming home to the street. Where are all these people going? Because all the all the well, I know in the valley there's no place to place us. They're gonna send me to Long Beach. Well, goddamn it, I don't want to go to Long Beach. Long Beach. I don't want to live in LA. I don't want to go to downtown. I want to stay in the valley. They don't have a place for me. Like it's all like. And, but before I get to do that, I have to live in a prison. I'm not illegal. I didn't do. I my I'm in a square from Delaware. Ex vet. Why would I have to live in those bridge homes? Have you seen that? Oh, I see a thing of Not going there. Not. 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 Like the program, they're not talking to people. Like, I, I'm, what I'm seeing is like, yeah, we're going to vote on stuff and all that. Vote, yes, absolutely. Yes, do that. But, I mean, we need to start to talk of the stuff before that, you know what I mean? That's what we need. Because I don't want to get out of my situation because I'm not going to go live in a prison. You know, let's go to bridge home. You know, I lived at home. I'm 35 years old. I lived at home all my life. No home ever looks like those bridge homes, but Linwood does. Linwood. Looks like Linwood. Looks like Linwood. I got a curfew. It's like I'm back in a group home. I spent my last 10 years, 10 years in Calgary. That's level 12 shutdown group home. 
I was at McLaren Hall. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a grown person. I should be able to come in and out. I'm not on probation. I'm not on parole. Like, why do I have a curfew? Like, why are you treating me like a group home? Like a second-class citizen. Yeah. Like, just for not being able to afford a high rent in motherfucking California. Like, nah. Uh, uh, uh. There has to be some kind of talk about, you know, like, and even the guy, the architect that built it, I was talking to him, I'm like, oh, what, what do you usually build? I bet it's prison. Prisons, he's like, well, I built a whole side. No, he built prisons. That's what he did. And if you look at it, it's just Mata Stewart painted it. That's all it is. It's a nice color scheme, but it's cubicles, it's, it's in it's, it. And everybody in there, like, they're not really getting help. They're not. And they, like, they took away all their food in there. They're saying that the three meals that they provide is sufficient enough. But what if you're busy? What if you have something to do? You know, what if I'm diabetic? Like, what if my sugar's low? You know what I mean? The drug addicts in there, they need it. You know? I, I, three times a week, three times a week, the ambulance is at that place. They're not, before that place was there, it was not like that. Three times a week. And that project room key, uh, I could never go there. Uh, like 18 people died in the hotel. Uh-uh, I'm good. I'm good. Nope. 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 All of it sounds bad. Like, all of it sounds bad. Like, everything, like, like they halfway do it. There's no oversight. There's no follow-through. It sucks. The whole thing sucks. So now I don't want to get into some program where I have to, you know, come in at 11 o'clock, explain them. No, I'm a grown person. Not going to do it. That doesn't seem, yeah. I don't think, I don't think, like, they're missing the communication okay. between actual yeah. life and the law. Yeah, they're going to speak to now. But, uh, so, like that's about it. Thank you. I think this is very uh, clear that we're going to need a better mic system. And I have been thinking now, if you guys want to support uh, We and How and this kind of thing, please put some money toward us getting a better mic system because I want us all to hear our messages because it's important. Um, one of the things I want also to talk about is that there are unhoused people from all over Los Angeles County. Houselessness doesn't begin and begin in Echo Park. It's in Skid Row. It's in Hollywood. It's in the valley. It's all over the country. So without further ado, this gentleman here is from Echo Park. He's one of the primary voices when we have direct actions that we've had in the past three years. He's been one of the forefronts. He's been featured on uh, uh, the public radio show, on the news. Without further ado, Mr. Ayman Ahmed. How y'all doing? I think that was a good place to transition because a lot of what she said was facts, you know? Voting is all good, but there's something before we have to do before we vote. There's something that's missing. If you live outside the courthouse or if you live outside the Salvation Army, but you don't even know who's working in it or they can't even come out and give you some food, there's something wrong with the system, right? It just becomes another like 
agency or corporation or something like that. And that's why this is so beautiful. I mean, look around, you see tents, you see unhoused people, but then you see house people. You see all brackets of the economy here together because ultimately that's what we are, a society of people. And I think that's the part we really need to focus on first. You know, homelessness exists out here in Echo, it exists out here in Skid Row, it exists out in everywhere, 70,000 people outside. But when you label it and you give it a statistical number, you take away from that humanity in front of you. I'm no different than your average 25 or 26 year old. I work out every day, I'm just trying to live my life. So it's that connection we can make with each other that brings a realness to what's going on here. So this is really beautiful. Thank you all for coming out. And um, yeah, you know, <laughs> sort of put on the spot, but I guess I want to talk about too the, uh, amidst all the harassment we face out here in Echo Park, the police harassment, the city harassment, people telling us not to be in their backyard, but where else are we going to go? We still had seven people get apartments and hotels. We've still had people move on. So our goal here isn't to live here perpetually. It's just we have nowhere else to go. And it's a beautiful thing when your neighbors realize that as well and work with you rather than work against you. You know, this is the kind of thing that needs to continue happening all over, not just in Echo Park. We need to take the system here and we need to spread it. We need to get house folks doing stuff with unhoused folks and together showing the city what that actually looks like. You know, on the bracket or on the ticket, I think it writes Trump and Biden. And I'm not following the politics too much, but I heard Biden was going to put Mayor Garcetti on his ticket to take over the unhoused issue in America. That's crazy because Mayor Garcetti took our showers and we had to build our own showers because we had nowhere else to shower. You know, when the lady was talking about how during COVID they cut funding on the shelters and there was nowhere to go, that's a fact. So. If you cut funding on us and then you give it funding and then you cut funding and then you give it funding, you're taking away our agency. You're taking away our right to just walk this life the way we want to walk it. So you took my hygiene from me. You took my ability to go somewhere to live. And then now, because it's voting season, all of my answers are supposed to come through you, the system and agency that took everything through me? Nah, I don't think so. All of the answers come through this, through grassroots organizing and through people in the community and houses getting together sharing a common vision of love and unity and just coming up with projects, right? Just simple projects to do together, art shows to do together, right? To highlight the voices and talents. So thank you all for coming out, I guess. That's a good place to end it, yeah. Services, not sweeps. Services. Services, not sweet. Services, not sweet. Services, not sweet. Services, not sweet. All right, thank y'all. This is Theo Henderson from Weedy Unhoused, and this is Unhoused News. One thousand unhoused Angelinos have died and this year alone, 2020. Closely related to the subject is the Los Angeles City Council's response to this tragedy is to create special enforcement zones and enforce them as well as expand on special enforcement zones. Nine city council members have voted to resume the care suites which displaces unhoused community members from locations near bridges, overpasses, parks, and uh, city hall. Many residents have spoken out against the brutality along with the activists 
but the city has resumed a very tone-deaf response and a very aggressive response. In response to the defund the police protest, the police have answered by requiring 9,000 more police officers to help with the defunding the police zone as well as enforcing the special enforcement zones as well as displacing the unhoused with the enhancement of the care suites. Tragedy has unfolded in San Clemente, California. A 42-year-old unhoused man by the name of Kurt Andreas Reinhold, a father of two, was shot to death by San Clemente police officers over a jaywalking dispute. Media outlets have expressed a tone deafness and a hostility to the unhoused community. Media outlets have been taken to task recently by other uh, news publications that point out that there are certain journalists that have connected and have been in support of NIMBY ideas, because, for example, forced hospitalization of the mentally ill community, of the unhoused community. And one of those people that they stated was Los Angeles Times, Steve Lopez. Lastly, the weather has caused immediate concern as well as COVID-19 has caused concern for the unhoused community and going to shelters. Many of the unhoused have expressed concern due to the fact that they have a medical history that would include or make them susceptible to COVID-19. The second issue is that it, in the past, most shelters in the winter, or winter shelters, were densely populated which would be a breeding ground, a petri dish, if you will, for unhoused to catch the COVID-19. Case in point, earlier this year, the Union Rescue Mission had over 100 people that had COVID-19 in the rescue mission.
Brandy, that was very on time. I have to say, I can't say anything more than that. Uh, like I said, please, uh, if there's, I had one more person I wanted to speak to recognize. I want to take some time to do some housekeeping. I didn't do this alone, and I want to thank some people that are out here in the sun on a hot Saturday, and they are doing, we'll start over onto the side over there. Let's go and wave at uh, the guys over at Polo Pantry. Let's wave over at the gentleman there. Running for mayor, Mr. Alvaro Corrado, uh, proposed town city council. Let's go over and wave at the over in power up. Hey! There are hygiene kits that uh, the organization over there, the name escapes me, I apologize, uh, with us next to the future left, that gives out hygiene products for the unhoused. Uh, for house people don't realize when they see them, people are doing sponge baths and things like that. House people want, unhoused people want to smell well too. They don't want to be a nuisance bodily odorly, if that's such a word. So they use those opportunities as can as they can. But if you shut the bathrooms down, or if you refuse to open bathrooms and you see someone going to the bathroom in the street, that is your fault because they're a human being. Because you become unhoused, you don't mean you have to go. You go to the bathroom up into the clouds. It has to go somewhere. Human bodily function is a constant in all of us. So here is, uh, we have uh, all of that, as well as the other people that I wanted to highlight is Los Angeles Community Action Network, Adam Rice, General Dogon, uh, K-Town for All, one of the co-founders, Jane Wynn, you see her running around. There's uh, another one that's running around is Ashley Bennett, over at the ballots, uh, as well as uh, some other my friends over there, I forgot their name. But I know one, Rachel. Hello, Rachel. <laughs> She's with Street Watch. Uh, there's this gentleman over here with his dog, Jeff Perriott. He has been a tireless activist that has saw a situation and saw a need, and he steps in uh, despite all of the withering criticism. He stays, he's steadfast, he is consistent in the message of creating humanity for the in-house. He has been a watchful uh, organizer and a watchful protector of Echo Park when injustice occurred here multiple times. So without further ado, Jed, uh, Jed Perriott, Yes. Woo! Yes, <laughs> see, he's shy. He doesn't want to say. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to give him a few words. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't hear the Thank you, Theo. Um, it's an honor to speak here. Uh, I just also want to give another shout out to all the speakers. Folks who have come here from all over the city talking about what the city is doing to its to its people uh, on a day-to-day -day basis, the oppression, the violence um, that we're all fighting against and coming together here at this park um, to speak out against. And yeah, I just want to thank everyone who's here. Uh, this fight continues after today. So if you're not already part of an organization, join one. Join Street Watch LA, join K-Town for All, join the LA Tenants Union, LA Can, uh, Ground Game. Uh, yeah, I mean, all the stuff's online. No Olympics LA. Uh, so join an organization, um, keep looking out for events. Uh, General Dogon, by the way, I don't know if he mentioned it, but he's got a, a street watch slash community watch training this Thursday at two o'clock. It's going to be a Zoom call, a two-hour Zoom call about how to monitor uh, sweeps, uh, do cop watch, organize direct actions, uh, bring the spike, take it to the city, get on, go on the offense instead of playing defense all the time, reacting to shit, because... Uh, uh, I don't know if it was mentioned,
necessarily too, but the city is going to be ramping up sweeps again of encampments. Um, Joe Buscaino of uh, Run San Pedro, the ex-cop, always a cop, Joe Buscaino, Cake Buscaino, uh, just put forward a motion to restart Care Plus comprehensive sweeps around the city. Uh, and he's using, he's trying to co-opt, they're trying to co-opt our work and our language. LA Can uh, has, has been fighting for mobile showers for decades, for just for Skid Row and across the city. And finally, when the Services Not Sweeps Coalition came together, we pressured and forced Eric Garcetti to, to start bringing mobile showers to homeless encampments. We're the reason why there are mobile showers right now that take Care Plus on them. Those are, those are showers that are due to our pressure and our organizing. And Joe Buscaino is trying to say that the resumption of these sweeps is to bring the showers that the city has put together. He's trying to say, oh yeah, those great showers that we came up with. We want to bring those back. And so, so all of you were saying you're against sweeps. Oh, you're against showers. That's what you're saying. You're against hygiene. And it's like, uh, we got to remind them, no, we're the reason why you even brought showers here. And you don't have enough of them. Yes. Nearly enough. And y'all are trying to still displace people and throw out their lives in garbage trucks. And displace them, put them uh, into darker corners, use enforcement zones. Um, and I, yeah, this other concept the city's trying to push forward around their shelters, the bridge enforcement zones, uh, is going to be expanded to other areas. The city is going to try to evict people from underpasses. Um, starting at the end of this month in, in the San Fernando Valley, in Bob Blumenfield's district, there is an eviction notice right now at an underpass that says by October 27th, you all have to either take a shelter bed or get the f*** out of here. And the cops are going to arrest you if you don't get out of here, 500 feet of, of this underpass. And that's a preview of things to come across the city. Uh, they are going to try and redline uh, certain areas of the city, which will eventually become most of the city before we know it, uh, as enforcement criminalization zones. We have to fight that. You have to fight that. Um, and again, a first step is, is joining General Dogon's Community Watch training on Thursday, October 22nd, a Zoom call from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Uh, we will, if you follow all of us on social media, K-Town for All, Services Not Sweeps, we will be promoting that. Please join that call uh, for next steps. And, and I'm sure Theo is going to be doing more events like this in other parts of the city, right? And we'll have a better sound system next time. Uh, I take the fall for that. That speaker over there was really loud the other day, and for some reason today it's, it's not. So thank you all for consolidating and coming together uh, around this megaphone. And uh, all power to the people, always. Services, not sweeps. Services. 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 Homes, not zones. Homes, not zones. Homes, not zones. Homes, not zones. Thank you, Jed. I I always have looked forward to him bringing up new and insightful information for all of us to understand that if you want to be involved or get involved or invite friends to get involved, because this is unfortunately one of many battles that we must fight in the 21st century. Uh, in 2020, we have to fight for the right for of uh, the injustice of the vulnerable. If we do not, we can be next. If we do not, and the pandemic rears its ugly head even higher, we will be next. So if, and I sound like Joe Clark, but the point of it is <laughs> that we are not
silent. We are not ignored. We cannot be ignored anymore. And it is our time to step up to the mantle and to make sure that the country and the world knows that we are here, we're unhoused, it's not a crime to be unhoused, and we're here in order for us, we're part of the human race, and we're here to stay. That's right. <laughs> so I want to thank everyone. I about I don't want to keep you any longer. I think I've got everyone that I needed to have spoken. I, I want to I invite you guys to mill around, look at some of the, the lovely things that are set up in place. I'm, I'm going to be milling around myself, and I want you to do me one big last favors, Carlos. Remember, what, uh, I want you to close out one of my episodes of We in House with saying this. Let a, uh, thank you all for listening. I will say that. And I want to have you guys say, let us meet in the light of understanding. Can we do that? I'm Theo Henderson, host and creator of We in House. I thank you all for listening and may we again meet in the light of understanding. May we again meet in the light of understanding. <laughs>
Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.